All right, Ulysses. Uh, um, it is the off season, but continue on the Lockdown Rays podcast to get great comments and questions from our listenership out there. And hell, we might as well answer some of them. Yeah, no, I, I'm really proud of this Lockdown Rays community. So on top of sending their mailbags, like keep doing it. You guys know we love the voice memos, so don't be shy and hit us up with those uh, voice memos. Uh, but yeah, no voicemail with it this week, but we do have good questions. So let's get started. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we are the host of the Locked on Rays podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked on Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked on Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked on Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays. And you can email us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. All right, let's dive into some of these great questions and comments from our listeners out there. Uh, This one from our buddy Steve Rains. He says, hey, fellas, Steve from Denver writing in. Again, we love it when you check in and tell us the locale that you are uh, writing or listening to us from. We appreciate that. Um, His comment here is, what role is Isak Paredes going to play for the Rays in 2023? How will he be utilized and optimized? Well, as always, thank you, Steve, for for writing to us. Uh, I I believe he got married this year, so um, congratulations. I hope everything's going uh, well um, there in in Denver. Man, uh, Isak Paredes, can we just say... Nobody expected this guy ever to lead the team in home runs in 2022. Like, can we just get that out of the way? Yeah, if I told you before the season that, yeah, uh, Isak Paredes would be your team leader or tied for the team lead in home runs for the Rays in 2023, you would think, wow, Isak Paredes is a little bit better than we thought. And also, wow, that team's offense probably wasn't all that good. And both (laughs) of those can be true. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I I looked at his splits. The the most home runs obviously came from the the right hand side because of the amount of of plate appearances, the discrepancy. Mm-hmm. Um, so thirteen home runs against righties, seven home runs against uh, lefties. But the uh, the dis the the spare the there's a discrepancy there in the numbers with talk, talking about average like forty points off when he's facing against righties. Uh, when you talk about OPS, 140 points from 840 uh, to 701 against righty. So there is a discrepancy there. How do I see him being optimized? I still don't think they're going to give him a full-time role uh, right. in 2023. I still feel like he's going to be a platoon guy. Uh, somebody's hurt. He's going to get more at-bats. I think they're going to give him a little bit longer leash. Uh, but like I know I've stressed this since the playoffs and if in if you agree with me please write it in the comments so i can have some echo chamber uh and if you think i'm wrong write in the comments say dude you're still overreacting about that but isak paredes being taken out 
in the 10th inning with the chance to go bomb for a two-run home run with somebody on base, taking him out for, taking him out for Taylor Walls, who only bunts once, doesn't even move. Um, I think those types of me take Isak Perez out, I don't think that should happen in 2023 uh, because there's going to be a little bit of more maturity. I think there's going to be a little bit of more trust in his process. And I think one of the biggest things that I hope he does improve in is the strikeout, right? If he, if he can kind of lay off some, some tough pitches, I know that's going to be difficult and that comes with age. Um, he's going to then become a really good threat to put in the middle of the lineup. But last but not least, Steve, he's 23. So yeah. uh, just like with Luis Patino being, you know, like the youngest pitcher, starting pitcher in MLB, like we got to give these guys some time to cook. Um, I think Isak is, had a great season overall, uh, but there are things that he needs to improve. I would just focus on that uh, because I think that would make him a little bit more, more worthwhile. Yeah, I agree with you. I think he's going to be, Basically, I would expect him to be utilized in about the same fashion as he was this year. You move around a little bit from third base to second base to first base. Uh, your platoon candidate versus lefties face select righties. Um, the other thing to consider is how much playing time he is going to get with the return of Brandon Lau, the possible emergence of Vidal Brujan, the possible emergence of Jonathan Aranda. And that brings me up. I wouldn't be surprised in the least if Isak Paredes is maybe on the trade block. That could be within the realm of possibility. We've seen the Rays trade Nate Lowe. We've seen the Rays trade Mike Brasso. That could be a situation as well. Um, what concerns me a little bit about Isak is uh, he fell apart in the second half, and he's good month, bad month, good month, bad month, good month, bad month guy. He has a good month and a bad month. Like, uh, you know, that th there was that spring. Let's remember – and not to take away from his 20 home runs, but in what, like five, six home runs in a two-game span? That's a pretty big chunk right there. So he can get hot and streaky, but, I mean, the power is there for sure. I just see him at this juncture, unless he changes his game and alters his game, which very well could happen considering his age, I still don't see him as a guy that gets more than – 400 plate appearances. I would probably put it around 300 to 350. That's I, fair. Unless there's, that's a, fair. unless there's a rash of injuries again. No, no. I, I think that's completely fair. I, again, you got to get the guy a little bit uh, time to grow. I, I was misreading his line. I was reading 22% uh, K rate, which when he's actually 17%. I was reading one of the Detroit Tigers okay. lines. My bad. So no, the, the strikeout rate is fine, but the hard hit percentage is, is kind of, low um it's at 43 and, and the 43rd percentile um that that's yeah. that's odd because of the amount of home runs that he did hit um maybe that's because when they pitch him anything that's in the from the inner to the outside part then he's just basically uh, doing little grounders and dribblers and all that right and he doesn't have that 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 potent stroke to right field yeah i don't know if, if he can't get a pitch that's in that he can turn on in drive, like very, very pull heavy. I mean, if you look at his spray chart, all his home runs are down essentially the left field line. So if he doesn't get a pitch like that, that he feels comfortable uh, flipping the hips on, then that's probably where some of that comes in for sure.
And it's also, you know, part of the growing and developing process is uh, a young hitter and a young player. Like just because he's this right now doesn't mean he can't be something else next year. But um, I, I don't know if he's like a guy that the Rays absolutely have circled as, Hey, we need to have him on a roster for the next, handful of years i think he's one of those guys that could be expendable if and when the time comes and you get something in return too I mean, you would sell you would be selling high i mean any any team would like a guy who who can hit 20 bombs but i was looking at outs above average and i, I know that we got into um, a little uh friendly beef with uh wtsp sports director evan klosky our buddy mm-hmm. uh, he was kind of insinuating that why are you putting in separators on at second like you know He's actually rated by outs above average. Take that with a grain of salt, people. Grain of salt. Don't let me get into a defensive metrics rant. Yeah. Outs above average, though, 91st uh, percentile. Mm. So by that metric, he's graded pretty highly. So again, he, Steve, I think he's going to see some development. Hopefully, more power will come. He will grow more into his body. I would like the opposite feel to become somewhere that he feels a little bit more friendly towards uh, because if he doesn't do that, then he's going to be pigeonholed of like, I'm just going to pitch him outside. And so yeah. if he, if he, if they do that, then what's his adjustment going to be? If it's, if it's just pulling the ball, then he's just going to hit grounders all the time. Yeah. Or if he does the Yandy Diaz approach and like tries to go the other way, then you could see a, l- a, a little bit better fortune for him. And another thing, and going back to your point about, substitution of Taylor Walls for him. Maybe that's also a larger overarching issue of do the race trust him in a critical moment? That's something else that has to be considered. Yeah. Um, and, you know, outs above average aside, I just like the fact that how comfortable having him play 50 games at third and 43 games at second and 29 games at the first. That, that tells me yes. a lot too. It tells me, yes, there were a lot of injuries, but tells me that he can, uh, play three positions cogently um, mm-hmm. with that too. So, uh, all right. Uh, great question there from Steve Rains. We've got more to get to, but first we've got to tell you about bet online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. As always, Bet online remains your continued source for all your sport wagering info with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport that is out there. Uh, it is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. So head over to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online. it is where the game starts. All right. If you, yeah. If if you had green skittles and the question was, will the Bucks go to the uh, go to the playoffs? Would you put green skittles on yes, or would you put green skittles on no? Don't worry, race fans are still gonna love you. Locked on race fans are still gonna love you, no matter your answer. It's just the Bucks part of them might dislike you a little bit more. I'm gonna say yes because uh, I think hmm. the NFC South is. Uh, can be navigated. NL Central? Okay. More or less. That, that should be a fun thing. Like, I mean, at least it would be for me. 
Yeah. Like a baseball equivalent, like NFC South. What is it? Oh, it's the NL Central. Oh, okay. Yeah. But um, it is time, you know, put this as a, as a prop better, an odd or whatever, you know, is, is Tom Brady happy that he returned for 2022 with the Bucks? Probably not. Probably not at this juncture. Just saying. Probably. Uh, So, yeah, Um, I do think they squeeze and squeak in there, but uh, it's not going to be as easy pickings as it has been in the past. Um, It's a shame. I wanted to be a bandwagon fan. All right. I guess I I don't have to football, I guess. Damn. Who knows? Maybe, you know, the team could get hot at the right moment. Uh, The Giants did it years ago when they were facing the uh, undefeated Patriots in the Super Bowl. So, uh, with Eli Manning. Eli so. Manning. That's true. Yes. Hall of Famer. The legendary. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get – we know this guy's a football fan. I think more of a college football variety. Uh, Chase Ross, who we haven't heard from in a while, um, he says, Hey, guys, from your favorite Gators or Gainesville Rays fan, I saw an article on CBS Sports after the wildcard series loss about the possibility – of Tyler Glass now being traded in the winter. I don't think they will do that during this winter. I would love also to see the city of Tampa get a site for the new ballpark because from Gainesville, I would love to see my drive to a game by the Tampa International Airport. Have a nice day, Chase Ross. Well, hey, Chase, man. Hope you're doing well in Gainesville. Um According to the first, uh, for the first question, Tyler Glass now, buddy, I would be so sure that he's not going to get traded by Jersey if you've got the extra green Skittles mm-hmm. because he ain't going anywhere. And the fact that they put 25 mil on his, on his, uh, on his name on the payroll, he gone, he's not going anywhere. I would I say he's definitely not going anywhere in 2023. Yeah. Like that's like he, he's making five. No. Five mil? No, a hundred percent no. And honestly, yeah. I would even go further. Like, you're not trading Tyler Glass now. You're just not. The, the way that he came out and talked about the 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 contract and the raise and how they they did right by him, it seems like they're okay with like doing that for 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 his talent and that they know that something yeah. really good is coming. And the window is now. We've talked about windows of opportunity. Talk about windows of opportunity to the Texas Rangers fans. They go by fast. They're like five years long. Um, If we say that 2018 was the the, the genesis of this window of opportunity because they had 90 wins, that's 19, 20, 21, 22. We've already had five years of window of opportunity. Not a lot of teams in MLB have windows of opportunity this long. Okay, you don't want to yeah. count 2018 because they didn't make the playoffs. Fine. Okay, so it's four. It's still pretty impressive. So you have to make moves. That's why I don't think Tyler Glassnow is going anywhere because you have to maximize that window of opportunity. So I question completely breathing okay, Chase, about Glassnow remaining array. Question. Um, how many – I agree with you that Tyler Glassnow will not be traded at least in 2023. but. Okay. But if a well, – let me flip it like this. Who on the Rays is absolutely untradeable as of today? Maybe that's an episode. That's an episode for the, for, okay. for the, for the offseason. That would be a really – But I, I can only think of that. one. One absolute untradeable. Maybe two. I guess what's 
what how many players would be too many untouchables like what's the, because i know some fans would be like 10 which would be ridiculous yeah. i think five i think they're ridiculous to me i think there's like three three and i think we I can think name three. two of those very quickly yes um the third a third one could be up for debate my point is if a yeah. good enough deal comes along and it would have to be a very 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 good deal possibly yes. we have seen the rays in the past just because you sign a guy to an extension a pitcher mm-hmm. nonetheless does not mean that uh, he won't be traded blake snell anybody matt moore anybody yeah. so it could happen i think it's funny that uh, the gentleman that wrote this article on cbs sports mike i can't uh, i'm not going to butcher this last name a x i s a was like adamant that uh, he's that Glass now is quote unquote the most obvious trade candidate on the race. I they, I don't know where he's coming up with that. Like I could think of like fifteen other guys who would be much more uh, likely trade candidates. I, I don't know. You know, maybe it seems like it could be a, could be a clickbait situation there. But it seems uh, like somebody didn't have enough enough time for that deadline, and they were like, ah, Glass now. All right, I'll do, yeah. I'll go with that. Yeah, that sounds that sounds good enough. No man. Hey, we are in an era where you want to get clicks. You want to get clicks, yeah. and maybe that that was part of it too. But um, yeah. so I think we've we've resolved that that Tyler Glass now will not be traded in 2023. Um, we can address that question next year when he's got a 25 million dollar price tag attached to his name. Um, now the stadium the thing. Part. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting, uh, Chase, because there was a survey that was sent out on Friday. We put it out there on Twitter. Thank you for everybody for uh, reacting to it. Uh, it was good to see the the raised community like really push forward on 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 that front. We were we will talk about that specific survey hopefully on Thursday with Evan yes. Klosky. Uh, so I, I don't want to say too much about it, uh, but yeah, obviously the the main goal is to bring the stadium where people reside and the thirty minute minute radius to not be the worst in MLB, and right. for humans to be living near the stadium more than dolphins do. Yes, That's, and we, you know, I, I can tell you, I don't know how much news or development is going to come about with the stadium as we're getting closer and closer to 2027. I know that uh, Rob Manfred uh, recently said in an article that there was nothing new on the race stadium situation and that it will be a topic for the offseason. So we'll see what that. What concerns me is um, we know about how much the Rays want as far as uh, funding besides themselves. Uh, private public financing. And I just, I'm really worried about, uh, you know, um, the, the average taxpayer uh, wanting to support something like that. I mean, you can't even get Hillsborough County residents to approve uh, uh, a tax for teacher pay raises. So a boondoggle of a stadium for a billionaire owner, I don't know how well that's going to fly, especially um, amid and and post hurricane Ian. Uh, not sure how good of a look it's going to be and the economy that we're in presently. Uh, I think it's going to be a tough sell, a very, very tough sell to uh, get any local regional state support with that as far as uh, monetary dollars. But you never know. We'll, we'll see what happens with all that. Um, as far as stadiums go, though, I'm, I'm kind of more interested and curious to see. Um, well, I wouldn't go that far, but I'm, I am interested to see 
not necessarily how the, the Ray Stadium situation shakes out and moves forward this offseason, but what's going to happen for the Rays in spring training? Where are they, where are they going to play? Because of Charlotte Sports Park being damaged in Portland. I think that's a wrinkle yeah. that is going to have to be discussed and hammered out at some point. Who knows? Maybe the repairs can be made in time. Maybe not. So do they play spring training games at another site, at, at another team's uh, spring training facility in Clearwater, Dunedin, Tampa, Lakeland? Or do they do the Tropicana Field route? I, I, I would think you could get whatever was destroyed, which, you know, I saw some pictures and it, and, and it did look bad. I think if you have four months of construction, I mean, I've seen buildings put up in, 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 in that amount yeah. of time. So I would think it would be okay, but that's an, I think it would be an easy, Hey, let's just play in Tropicana field. Um, yeah. I, I think, you know, that, that, that would be the, the way to go. And, It'd be kind of cool. It would be a little bit closer. This is the first time a race fan would say, hey, I can see the race and it's not that far away. It's, yeah. it's you know, you don't have to make the drive to Port Charlotte. And you only go to St. Pete. But I, I, I do think, Kevin, we had a, a, a preseason, uh, you know, dark horse picks and all that stuff. And like what's going to happen in the 2022 season. My biggest thing that I never said, which I then told you off air, would be, that uh, we would hear something about the stadium before December mm. 31st, 2022. I still think that's going to happen. We're going to hear either ecstatic, really good news about it, or we're going to hear something that we're not going to like. And if it's something that we're not going to like, I don't think it's going to be a finite thing, but it could be the beginning of, hey, this it could go the wrong way yeah. uh, but i do think we're going to hear something in 20 before 2022 ends regarding the stadium issue i'm asking you do you believe that we're going to hear something like that before 2022 is over or do you think it's going to be in 2023 like a decision on where the next stadium for the rays will be built the next punch, I want the headline to be as strong as the stadium, the split city stadium is done. We're no longer doing that. Like we heard earlier in the year, I'm talking about that type of heavy statement. I think a heavy statement like that is coming before 2022 is over. Do you think it will? Or do you Ooh, think it's going to be before, before the year is over. So before December 31st, 2022, we hear that. The Rays have locked down a site in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Something along those lines. Ooh. Or they're going to be exploring more options in, in the U.S. Nashville, Portland, Charlotte. Mm. I think it's going to happen before 2022. I'm going to take the uh, over on that. I think there could be yeah. something along that news front, but I'm going to say sometime in 2023. Like Fair. January 1st. <laughs> the old news though. All right. They could do it the on Christmas right. Day too. I wouldn't be surprised yeah, okay. if that happened either. Yeah. But yeah, you, you mentioned you that the, the bad news angle would if would be if uh something in the article or the lead um or the headline mentioned Nashville or Portland or San Antonio or God forbid Montreal. 
that would not be good if you're a race fan. No. Uh, all right. Uh, great question there. Uh, this last one we'll get to today from Alex Mullins. Uh, he says, hello, was wondering who you guys think will not be a Ray next season, whether they get traded away or become a free agent and do not get re-signed. Here are two I think might not return. Yandy Diaz, coming off a career year, could get something in return. Gives Paredes a full-time spot, slash Curtis Mead a spot when he comes up. David Peralta is his second one. He says, didn't perform to the expectations he had, mostly, no homers, and can be replaced. What do you guys think? Any other guys you would send off, or either of these guys you would keep? Um, just for the record, Alex, I think this could be a whole episode in and of itself. So maybe we focused on the uh, Yandy Diaz and David Peralta angle for now. Um, I don't know what you think about Ulysses. 100%. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're actually we're going to be doing a before the playoffs are done. Uh, we've talked about this, uh, about doing a 40 man uh, episode. That that will happen. We want to kind of uh, dip our toes in there and 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 have some fun with you guys and hopefully have some comments uh, on YouTube uh, with your opinions. But yeah, I think we can agree. David Peralta is not coming back. Um, yeah. He's just, he's not coming back. Um, I think he was great for the clubhouse. I think he was clutch at times, but the lack of pop was maybe the first indication of father time. Right. Doesn't forgive anybody at all. Um, yes, it just happens. I I agree with you again. Zero home runs in forty seven games and one hundred sixty one at bats with the Rays. Um, you want power from the position or positions that he plays, and um, with that, uh, I know we haven't really focused on this guy in a while, but Josh Lowe in his uh, latest stint in AAA. Uh, he put up big numbers. He put up big numbers. So maybe that is a situation where they want to kick the tires on Josh Lowe again and or bring in another veteran who they can guarantee can provide uh, the level of pop that they would look for from that position. I, don't, I, I wouldn't go as far to say as, you know, David Peralta was a failure in a raised uniform. He certainly played a critical role uh, both in the clubhouse and key moments in particular games and the clutch factor. But I think we, we can speak for everyone and that we were very disappointed that he had the big goose egg as far as uh, homers go. And not saying I expected him to, you know, knock out 10 or 12 or anything like that, but, you know, give me four, give me five, give me six, you know, something you know, along those lines. And the thing is like everything else went up, like his average from first, from the first half and to the second half, 236 to 272, it improved. He almost had the same amount of doubles in the first half and the second one, 16 to 14. I mean, he was yeah. right there. He had more triples than in the first half. So he had two with the Rays, one with the Diamondbacks. So and, you can see, I mean, and he was clutch. In the high leverage situations, he was batting 300. Uh, Kevin Weiss theory here. 240. Yeah. Kevin Weiss theory here. Um, maybe part of the lack of home runs was him just trying to get settled in and get familiar with the pitching in the American league of like, Hey, I know I can put bat on the ball. I'm not going to try to, you know, swing for the fences. I know where I, I've got to pick my spots here and until I settle in and he never really got a chance to, you know, maybe if he was able to get a, a full season of facing AL pitching, AL East pitching, then 
maybe you would see the 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 power progress from that standpoint. Cherry on top of your conspiracy theory, he knows what kind of team he has just been traded to, a good pitching and def- defense, but not a lot of traffic on the bases. Maybe if I get myself on base, we can create rallies. We can keep it going and all that. Right. Why don't I shorten my swing? Why instead of swinging for the fences, maybe I can just put the the bat and ball. I mean, I don't know, but it it it, it is odd that a guy who has had pop in his career just suddenly loses it um, with, yeah. with the race. And I know that Tropicana Field is not very hitter friendly. Um, in fact, I think it was ranked second lowest in all of MLB on runs per game uh, this season. So there's something to be said about that. You yeah. can also talk about, well, pitching and defense and all that. But yeah, I, I, I don't think Peralta's coming back. Now, Alex Yandi better not be traded. Uh, Yandi better not go. I will fight with anybody that says Shane McClanahan was the MVP of the season. I will raise you a Yandi Diaz because he doesn't play every five games. He plays every almost damn day. So I could never give my, I could never give the MVP to a guy who takes the ball every five days, even if he's terrific, as terrific as Shane McClanahan. I'm sorry. You got to put the cleats on every day. Yandi Diaz did almost that Um, i agree i mean i would you know i think the rays would be happy to pay him twice what he made this season based on what he produced with the 401 on base percentage and the 143 ops plus yeah you'd like to see a few more home runs but man you just need quality bats quality hitters and the the most professional of the like and yandy diaz provides that in spades and um you can part with a lot of other guys before you should part with Yandy Diaz. And to Alex's point, again, I I don't think, no, I I don't want to give Isak Perez a full-time spot. And no, I don't think Curtis Mead is quite yet ready for that role. You know, we can have that conversation in 2024 whenever Yandy Diaz becomes a free agent. But, uh, and, you know, maybe people argue, hey, sell high on Yandy Diaz, but Yandy's Yandy. You know what he's able to stay healthy. You know what you can get and what he can do for you year in and year out. That's that. He's that's pretty clear. He's the one guy you can trust in the race lineup to not strike out. That is so valuable. He, I mean, if you're about to say, "Oh well, the playoffs, he didn't, you know, he didn't do what he what he needed to do," anyone can have a two. Bad days. Nobody in the playoffs on the Rays did what they needed to do. Nobody in that line. So it should I be mean. a wash. Exactly. So it should be a wash. And be, by the way, I'll take the bigger sample size than the small sample size of two games. So yeah. regardless, I, I, that's a guy I need to have in a Rays uniform. And like you said, like I don't pay him double. Uh, I, I cannot yeah. have a lineup without Yandy Diaz. That's production you are not going to find very easily. Put him, um, and not just that, but let's. Give him more at bats. Put him first in the order. Put him second in the order. Yes. Give him as many opportunities as possible. Hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Uh, great questions there. We love them. Keep them coming. Locked on Rays at gmail.com. Again, we do put priorities on the voice memos. But if you'd rather just email us and tell us where you're from, tell us where you're listening from, or sending the email from, that also gets a little bit of a bump up as well. In the meantime. Thank you for listening to the Locked on Rays podcast and making it your first listen every day. Now be sure to make your second listen, the Locked on MLB podcast. That is also free and available 
on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you on Wednesday.